Hey y'all, welcome back as we continue on with our last chapter of Genesis in chapter 50, verse 1. Joseph threw himself on his father and wept over him and kissed him. Then Joseph told the physicians who served him to embalm his father's body. So Jacob was embalmed. The embalming process took the usual 40 days, and the Egyptians mourned his death for 70 days. When the period of mourning was over, Joseph approached Pharaoh's advisors and said, Please do me this favor and speak to Pharaoh on my behalf. Tell him that my father made me swear an oath. He said to me, Listen, I am about to die. Take my body back to the land of Canaan and bury me in the tomb I prepared for myself. So please allow me to go and bury my father. After his burial, I will return without delay. Pharaoh agreed to Joseph's request. Go and bury your father as he made you promise, he said. Joseph went up to bury his father. He was accompanied by all of Pharaoh's officials, all the senior members of Pharaoh's household, and all the senior officers of Egypt. Joseph also took his entire household and his brothers and their households, but they left their little children and flocks and herds in the land of Goshen. A great number of chariots and charioteers accompanied Joseph. When they arrived at the threshing floor of Etad, near the Jordan River, they held a very great and solemn memorial service with a seven-day period of mourning for Joseph's father. The local residents, the Canaanites, watched them mourning at the threshing floor of Etad. Then they renamed the place, which is near the Jordan, Abel Mizraim, for they said, This is a place of deep mourning for these Egyptians. So Jacob's sons did as he had commanded them. They carried his body to the land of Canaan and buried him in the cave of the field of Machpelah near Mamre. This is the cave that Abraham had bought as a permanent burial site from Ephron the Hittite. So this is the land that Abraham invested in, in the land of the promised land that they do own at this point. In verse 14, After burying Jacob, Joseph returned to Egypt with his brothers and all who had accompanied him to his father's burial. But now that their father was dead, Joseph's brothers became fearful. Now Joseph will show his anger and pay us back for all the wrong we did to him, they said. So they were like, before Joseph forgave us because daddy said so, but now daddy's dead. So now we're just a little worried. And the struggle here is they don't believe that his forgiveness is real. It's been 17 years since Joseph forgave them and they still can't accept his forgiveness. He he forgave them 17 years ago and they're still sitting here and wondering. In verse 16, so they sent this message to Joseph. Before your father died, he instructed us to say to you, Please forgive your brothers for the great wrong they did to you, for their sin is treating you so cruelly. So we, the servants of the God of your father, beg you to forgive our sin. When Joseph received the message, he broke down and wept. And I don't know, I it doesn't say anywhere that Jacob said this. So I don't know if he truly said it or if this is something they're just saying because they're scared and they want him to for sure forgive them. In verse 18, Then his brothers came and threw themselves down before Joseph. Look, we are your slaves, they said. But Joseph replied, Don't be afraid of me. 
Am I God that I can punish you? You intended to harm me, but God intended it all for good. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. No, don't be afraid. I will continue to take care of you and your children. So he reassured them by speaking kindly to them. And that that says a lot. Like that's a great way to reassure people is just simply speak kindly to them. And I love whenever it says but God because whenever anything happens there's a but God. You can rest your life on these two words, but God. I actually have a bracelet that I wear every day that says, but God. So I have a constant reminder that reminder that no matter what, there's God. And well, Jesus, let's talk about, so Jesus forgave, gave us he forgave us of everything we've done and he forgave us to restore us in our fellowship with him and to redeem us in he's redeeming us into someone who loves and forgives other people as well he's changing us and changing our character to be more reflective of him so we can't limit god's forgiveness to us either and um when we do, it limits our forgiveness to others as well, and it just limits our life ultimately. So that forgiveness and just accepting wholeheartedly what Jesus did in his forgiveness to us is so important in our everyday life. And we'll continue in verse 22. So Joseph and his brothers and their families continued to live in Egypt. Joseph lived to the age of 110. He lived to see three generations of descendants of his son Ephraim, and he lived to see the birth of the children of Manasseh's son Machir, whom he claimed as his own. Soon I will die, Joseph told his brothers, but God will surely come to help you and lead you out of this land of Egypt. He will bring you back to the land he solemnly promised to give to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. Then Joseph made the sons of Israel swear an oath, and he said, When God comes to help you and lead you back, you must take my bones with you. So Joseph died at the age of 110. The Egyptians embalmed him, and his body was placed in a coffin in Egypt. So he he knows that he is getting ready to die, and he has been through a lot, but he knows he's ready to die. And he holds on to that promise of God, the promise that they do have a promised land coming. But again, we're seeing a missing piece that they will be a blessing to many nations. That peace keep is starting to not, we don't see that in there. And that is a part of the promise. And they're forgetting that part of the promise. And one thing about Joseph, another thing that's good to, to realize is he he recognized his place in God's place in all things in his life. He recognizes that God's place is to bless and punish and and he places his trust in God and his faith in God. And he he doesn't take any of that on himself. He knows his lane and he stays in his lane. And he had a life of pain, but God used that for purpose. And we might have pain in life, but there's a purpose in it. And there's a larger objective in it that we maybe can't see yet. And these guys were a mess. This family was a mess, but look at all the blessings that came from this mess. We often see life from the bottom up. 
but God sees it from the top down. And sometimes there's stinging circumstances that we have to deal with, but it brings about a greater purpose, a fulfillment for our life that we don't maybe understand or know in that moment. And at the end of this chapter, at the end of Genesis, we're left with, you need to go to the promised land. This is not your home. And Jacob dies. Jacob was the young deceiver who was sold into slavery by his own brothers at 17. He was a wander foreigner, wandering foreigner, living in a land that he didn't belong, working as a slave and then working as a prisoner. And this is the guy who wrestled with God and would not let go. And he came to his senses and his character and integrity changed and God changed him. And he became a a changed man with a limp and limp that forever reminded him of his place with God. And God is always with him, that God is with him in every single step, in every single thing that he went through. God was there going through it with him. And God is the God of the living and not the dead. And Joseph is recognized as that. And um, so so Jacob died and he was changed and living in eternity. And then now Joseph is dying and he also is going to be living in eternity. And because Jacob wrestled and was changed, Joseph also was a changed man. God took that child of Jacob and blessed him and used his life for the better. And God uses our lives and we don't know what's going on around us. God uses those things. And we can just, the one thing we can be certain of is we can trust God. We can hold on to our faith in God and we can believe that God has a greater and better purpose for us. We just don't see it yet. So that ends the book of Genesis. I hope you all are having a most wonderful day and we'll continue on and see what Exodus has for these boys next. I hope you all are having a most wonderful day.